0: Hey everyone, this is your girl Anquinese Pleasant, and you're tuning in to the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. Hey everybody, so today's topic is it could have killed me. Um this topic is another very sensitive subject for me. Um if you follow me on Facebook um by my real name, Anquinese Pleasant. About a year or two ago, I did a um, live, I was having an event, ended up getting canceled, but um, I was having an event called Rated R. I had Rated R, I want to say two or three years ago, and it was a total success. And what I had been realizing is one of the two main topics that were coming up during Rated R was uh, suicide, depression, Um, and uh, like sexual preferences and um, just being intimate with a significant other at such a young age and I felt that I needed to come back to this topic because it could have killed a lot of us i have seen a lot of different things i have witnessed a lot of different things with a lot of different people old friends new friends foes enemies whatever you want to call them i have been there seen a lot and people have been there and seen a lot when it came to me also too and i think what separates the real from the fake is acknowledging that when you go through certain things we may see the worst of it but honestly we don't see the worst of it because we are still alive we are still thriving we still have some type of push that is happening to us even now and I think that we don't acknowledge those things as much as we should um as everybody knows, I am the queen of transparency, not to sit here and just tell you all my business, but to help somebody that is actually going through what I've been through or um, actually just going through, period, just be a motivation for people. So I don't know about anybody else, but some creatives can attest to this if you are creative you if you are somebody that is in the fine arts or you are in somebody that is in um mental health social work these last two years have been trying on those that are representations for those two those two um areas in life and what I have realized is being a creative there's a lot of things that I go through that I can't even put words to. There's a lot of things that I go through that I don't even speak of. And there's a lot of guilt and um, embarrassment when I go through those things and sometimes I'm the type of person that will just completely shut down I will shut down everything I don't care if the business is thriving if I am not okay mentally physically and emotionally I will shut down any situation I am known to either walk away or shut down until I'm ready to deal with it simply because I know how I could react but then I know that now that I am older I have to act as a as an adult and not as a child and not only that look how hard I have worked for everything that I have why would I ruin that why would I self-sabotage that and one thing I've noticed about those different events that took place was that it could have killed me the words that was spoken over me it could have killed me the things that I decided to do the decisions that I decided to make knowing that it was wrong it could have killed me and I think people need to be more open and honest with their self that yes we may have went through the roughest times yes we may have been at the roughest moments of our life but we are yet and still alive I want to deal with today those people that have been really suffering these last two years um we came into 2020 excited because we just knew that this will be the year that we prosper. We just knew that this would be the year that we will be okay. We just knew that the mental issues that we were going through for the last four or five years will finally end. Because 2020 is here and we made a conscious decision not to live in our fear. Not to live in a grave that we have buried ourself in or we have allow other people to bury us alive and psalmist rain um has a song called grave digger and in the song i don't know if this is somebody that sings with her i don't know if um this is just this was just a special guest but in the song he says um basically that they came to bury me, and I let them. And that, and with that, I allowed them to bury me with my own insecurities. But you gave me grave diggers. Everybody needs a grave digger in their life. um Where am I going with this? I know you're probably like, hold on, wait a minute, you going a little left, but. Where I'm going with this is to let you know that as creatives, as people that work in the mental health area, as people that have been social that are just now new social workers or have been social workers for years, we have allowed people to bury us because of our own insecurities. When somebody comes along and speak positive and speak life over you, we tend to shy away. But those people that we are more comfortable around are those people that believe the same thing that we believe about ourselves, And that is killing us. Those words have buried us alive. And it is time for us to get up out of the grave that we allow people to bury us in and realize that those words could have killed me. Those events could have killed me. The abuse, the physical, the physical, emotional um, verbal abuse could have killed me, but I'm yet still alive. The unknown, the uh, the unknown position that people have get, have given theirself in my life ha- could have killed me. I did not pay attention to the signs of being a sister, a brother, or whatever you want, whatever your title is. I did not pay attention to the signs that they they were giving me. To let me know that these are not the right people for me. But because I spoke life over myself and I decided to undig myself out of this grave, I have come to the realization that I could have been dead. Lupus could have killed me. Every time I went to the doctor, they were speaking on um, either one or two things with me. Either taking my kidney or giving me a full hysterectomy. Simply because the lupus was the negative energy that i had around me i'll never forget um one lady that i was really close with she said out of her own mouth that cancer is not only a physical thing it's not only a a, um ailment it's not only an illness It is also the people that you keep around you. Some people do not believe that we have cancerous people around us and we develop those symptoms of cancer or we tend to get diagnosed with those things. But it was because we had cancerous people around us and that could have killed you. But yet you're still alive. Yes, we have all lost somebody during this pandemic. Or we have all lost somebody in our life that was dear to us, but we are yet and still, still here. I honestly believe that if we open ourselves up to more transparency and stop thinking that oh, people like to see us down. That's why I don't tell people what I'm going through. No, forget the, forget those people that like to see you down because those are the people that want to see you down. Those are the people that want to see you buried. Those are the people that want you to die, not physically, but die emotionally, mentally, um, just all these different things that they are waiting for you to do. And people are just like, Stop worrying about your haters and all of these different things. But you have to have knowledge of who is for you and who is not for you. It it could have killed me. The abusive relationship that I was in, it could have killed me. I could have been, my story could have been totally different. It probably would have still rerouted to this very moment. But it could have been a totally different story going through an abusive event. Um, as many people may or may not know, there was a time in my life that I just laid down. There was a point in my life where I actually just laid down and died. Um, not physically, of course, but I died mentally and emotionally. I am honestly still trying to get out of that phase i was at a place where i was tired i was i was really tired and it, w- it wasn't so much of people it was so much of events um events such as going to chemotherapy two three times a week going to um Going to school and not being able to see because I'm always sick not being able to keep a job because I'm always sick not being able to eat because I'm always sick not being able to go outside and enjoy the summer because I'm always sick that time of my life I allowed myself to lay down and die and the people that I thought underlying word thought that would be there and understand where I was actually dropped me they actually left me because they were in the same place that I was in and during that time I did not go to church rarely talked to people rarely came out of my apartment um rarely went out with friends I was traveling a lot because I felt that I needed a getaway And I didn't have a getaway. I didn't have a safe place. I even went so far to uh, cutting all my hair off. I wanted something new. I wanted something refreshing. I wanted something out of the norm. Something that I wouldn't do. Everybody knows that I'm a weave girl. I have hair 30 inches down my back. (laughs) That was who I was. That's who I am. But at that time, that's not who I was. So, I went into this cocoon of actually thinking that I was going to die. And I accepted death at a very young age. I accepted that lupus was now a part of my life officially. And I wouldn't make it out of this. There was no way that I was going to live to see 25 there was no way that I was going to live to see my sisters grow up. There was no way that my mom was ever going to see me walk down the aisle, have children. These it's just different events I accepted that I would never have. And during that time, I prepared. When I say prepared, I prepared myself to go to the doctor one day and for them to tell me, "Okay, you got 3 months to live." I wasn't doing another surgery. After my last chemo sh- session, that was it. I wasn't going to keep trying. Um, the medication wasn't working. I was in pain probably, I want to say, 95% of the day. I was taking my medication and I just accepted that this, this is what's going to take me out. When people ask, how did she die? I accepted that lupus would be their response. And I had to really realize that if I was going to accept death, I also have to accept everything that has not be, been completed by me. I had to accept that everything that has not been completed by me may never be done, may never break off my family, may never finish off what I started and that is what did not sit right with me I never in my adult life I never got a chance to complete anything and that bothered me that bothered me I didn't feel that it was fair I didn't feel that it was honest and I didn't feel that it was even worth trying because I just knew I was gonna die um after my last chemo session I had um finally moved into a different area and I I didn't have the same friends I kind of cut off a lot of people I kind of cut off a lot of things and I went back to the location my old apartment and I felt that There was a piece of me that I left there that I needed to go back and get. And when I returned back to the apartment building, I felt every emotion that I went through in that apartment. And I just literally sat in the middle of the floor and just laid there. I did not understand that moment until now. Um, That was 2018, we're now in 2020. And at that moment, I didn't understand why I needed to go back there. But now I understand that I needed to go back there because I needed to go back and pick up that ambitious, strong will (laughs) stubborn young lady that walked into that apartment and just knew that life would get better if she kept pushing on. I left her there because I felt that me personally, I wasn't good enough to even carry such a powerful gift. I wasn't good enough to even carry such a warm-hearted, genuine heart that I had at that moment. I buried myself in rejection, in hurt, in illness, in pain, in hatred, in anger, in everything you can think of negative. I buried myself in it. And it even became to the point where I was drinking even more. Now, I didn't understand. To me, it didn't make sense. Like now me thinking about it. At that time, um, I had been diagnosed with lupus for, um, I got diagnosed in 2014. So I had been diagnosed with lupus for four years. And I didn't understand how I allowed myself to get to that point. I didn't understand how the doctor is telling me your kidney is not doing so well i need you to stop drinking because you're making it worse i was speeding up the process of the potential point of dying because i didn't want to suffer i wanted to get it over with but now that i think back on it i didn't understand why it took me so long to stand up and say hey Lupus you're not going to run my life And one thing One of my um, Previous mentors Told me um, Michelle Garrett Lupus is not a death sentence Going back To that very moment I didn't understand What she meant When I first got diagnosed But I understand now It's not a death sentence It's not a stopper of dreams. It's not a stopper of goals. It's not a stopper of living. It's just that now I have to take more precaution than what I did before. And I met some amazing people during that season of my life. I met some grave diggers. I had a good four or five of them and they were there digging me out. They like, you're not going to die in this. You're going to be okay in this. You're going to live through this. And that's what took me into this place that I am now. Those people that decided to take on and dig me out. I personally feel that with every accomplishment that I made, I didn't give myself enough credit I allowed myself to go into this bubble of being distant and being being distant and being cut off from the world because I didn't feel that I was worthy. As a creative, we sometimes feel the world, but numb to ourselves. And as we feel the world and numb to ourselves, we lose touch of us because we feel that our creativity will heal the world, but we're not healing us. Me not being able to create, me not being able to dance, me not being able to pour into other dancers was killing me. It wasn't killing anybody else. And that's when I realized my gift, my calling, my destiny, whatever you want to call it, was what was my lifeline. God definitely gives us gifts and talents to speak to the world, to speak to the unknown, to do all these different things. But we forget that the gift is also to is also given it to us to sustain us. Why does it hurt so bad to carry the gift? Why does it hurt so bad to pour out the gift? Because we are not using the gift just to, we are not using the gift to help us, we're using the gift to help others. I know that a lot of people say that you know your life, your story is not your story. it's to help other people. I agree with that a hundred percent, but when are we going to start becoming our own responsibility? I love to I love to see people thrive. I love to see people make it and my biggest issue was that while i was dying while i uh, while i was dying inside etern- internally i was cheering other people on i didn't take the time to cheer me on and because i did not take the time to cheer me on i lost me i lost what could potentially pulled me out earlier than the dark spot that I was in it could have took me out every event that I have endured it could have took me out it could have killed me but I allowed certain people to come in my life and dig me out of that grave alive yes when I came up I was dirty I was stinky and all that other stuff but I allowed them to help me get out of that grave and pick me up because I knew that if I didn't do it, who else was going to do it? And if the gift and, and if the calling was passed on to the next person, it would have been 10 times harder. So I might as well be the one to break the generational curse of not finishing. I pray over my family and their business all the time. And I pray that we finish there has been something over my family and both sides of my family um that we do stuff but we do not finish so I decided that I will be the one to set the tone for finishing even if the finishing phase is not completed in my generation our children's generation can have an easier platform to finish The very thing that could have killed you, the very thing that could have taken you out, the very thing that could have mentally messed you up, the very thing, the very illness that could have stopped you from doing your destiny is the very thing that you need to go back and learn the lesson from and move on. Every lesson that we go through is not for everybody else, some lessons are for us. And if it did not kill you, if it did not take you out of here, it was nine nine times out of ten for you to learn a lesson. A lesson for you to have knowledge for, but but sometimes it's not just a lesson for you. We have to learn to decipher the two things in life so that we can become better versions of ourselves. And not only that, when we produce, it could be produced in pure heartedness. I I have never seen a time where people are so transparent to the point that everybody in the room feels what they were feeling at that moment and they know. Without a shadow of a doubt I may not have been through what you've been through but I have felt what you felt and because you have came out of that I would not allow it to kill me no longer. We have to stand on the truth and the truth only if it did not kill you if it did not break you it was made to make you. put up a post the other day that said during your painful healing process because sometimes healing can be painful during your painful healing process allow yourself and be kind to yourself to forgive you for what you allowed to happen i am now going through the process of forgiving myself for allowing myself For allowing myself to to let people in my life, to let things in my life that I knew that should not have been there. That I should have said, hey, you hurt my feelings, so we need to work on this. Or, hey, you're not going to talk to me this way. Or, hey, you are not going to treat me this way. I had to forgive myself and come into an understanding that it is okay. I apologize to myself. And I moved on from it. Not saying that it was an easy process or that it is an easy process because I'm still going through it and forgiving myself for allowing certain things to happen. It's not an easy process, but I know for a fact that without a shadow of a doubt that I will get through it that i won't die from it that i won't allow the rejection that the hurt the hatred the anger the illness the misguideness, the isolation the church the whatever you're going through i will not l- allow it to kill me because it almost did and it almost did take me out and no longer will i give anybody else or even myself that much authority to think that i will allow it to kill me i do not have a authority over my life. I do not have authority over over other people's activities and actions towards me. I have the authority to speak against it and I have the authority to believe, believe and lean on God and believe that he is the author of my book. I am just the main character. And blessed to be the main character of the book. We have to understand that we do not write this book. We do not know the title sometimes of this book. But let me tell you, it's called life. And the author is God. And he is the one that is going to help you. And let him write the pages. The pages may be blank right now. But I guarantee you by the time that you leave this earth, that book will be finished. It is not our authority to allow things It is not our authority to allow things to take us out or make a decision that we want to be taken out. We do not have that much authority. We have to understand that when God gives us grace and mercy, he gives us just that. And he will carry you all the way through. And I know some people on my podcast may not believe in God or whatever your choice of belief is. We do not stand against other people's belief but this is my belief this is who I believe in this is who I know to be the the omnipresent the one that is always there when nobody picks up the phone this is the person that I know that was there in the hospital when I had that emergency surgery this is the person that I know that kept me when I took all them pills and almost died this is the person that I know so I'm sorry if you're offended by that but I just want to say It almost killed you. It almost took you out. Almost is the underlying word. Almost. It could have. It could. Could. But it didn't. So what are we going to do? We're going to push forward. We're going to finish. We're going to heal. We're going to take those proper steps of healing. We're going to take those proper steps of moving forward. And we're going to stop thinking that we have the authority to call over our life when we don't. Yes, there is power in the tongue, but I am a believer in God's grace and mercy. I have seen it. I have felt it. It could have killed me, but it didn't. So I want to thank everybody for um, listening to this podcast. I know that I've been doing them back to back. But um, this this world where we are, what we're doing, what we're becoming has become cliché. And I want us to get back to the transparency. I want us to get back to the real. Because the only way we're going to save the next generation is being transparent as possible. If I cannot sit down with you and have an honest uh, honest conversation, then... That has nothing to do with me, it's something in you that you haven't tapped into when it comes to transparency. And everybody is not meant to be as transparent as I am, some people can't, but this is where my life is leading, this is where my life is going, and this is my path, this is my lane. I'm not going to keep trying to swerve into other people's lane and being quiet and hush when I know that I have the strategy. And the keys and the tools to help you out of it. I'm tired of seeing us as men and women, black, white, Asian, whatever you are. I'm tired of seeing my generation die emotionally, mentally, and internally. We have allowed too much authority to other people and other things so thank you for listening to this podcast Um, please subscribe please leave a review if you have any feedback on what you think should be said or what topic you would like to hear we will definitely like to touch on topics that other people want to hear um you can follow us on facebook and instagram the whole name the generation of curse breakers podcast um you can follow us on facebook instagram whatever you need to do we do have apparel you can go on the page for that The Facebook page and the Instagram page to order. You can inbox our team and they'll get your order shipped out. We are finally caught up on orders. Thank God during this pandemic we fell behind. But I am so happy that we finally are up to date. So thank y'all so much. Love you guys. And I will see you guys in September. So love you guys. Thank you. Hey everybody, I know I haven't did this in a while, but I promised that this would be the new norm. So the new norm is I want to uh, promote some businesses. My cousin, Antoinette Latrice on Facebook, she, is, um, she started her own brand called Spiritually Strong. She has t-shirts for everybody and I believe she has masks. So if you would like a shirt uh, that says Spiritually Strong, go ahead and follow her on Facebook facebook her name is Antoinette latrice on facebook and you can follow her there for your apparel also we have uh Relux hair studios she is the one that does all of my hair hairstyles that you see um she's a m- amazing hairstylist ronetta trip she also has other um a nail tech other stylists that are there Um, somebody that does braids, another hairstylist, and some more people. So you can go ahead and follow her on Facebook. Her um, actual business page is Relux Hair Studio. Relux Hair Studio is an amazing hair studio in Maywood, Illinois. So go ahead and patronize her and her company, Black-Owned. And also we have um, Miranda, the Beauty, the Brains. She is, um, she does everything. So <laughs> this is my mentor. She also helps me with all of my business decisions. She does my contract. She does everything business for me. I honestly don't know what she can't do, to be honest. Um, you can follow her business page at um, Miranda Chanel. And Moments with Miranda is actually a podcast, so you can go ahead and listen to her. She does podcasts also, too. So those are the three women that I would love for you to go ahead and patronize. Um, Oh, Miranda also has a brand called Babes Who Know Bible. Babes Who Know Bible is an amazing, an amazing um, service to women all over the globe. It's not just here in Chicago or Illinois as you want to say. It she goes globally. So if you would like to book her for speaking engagements, book her for um business marketing or whatever you may need, you can go ahead and go on Facebook Miranda Chanel or if you just want to listen to the podcast is moments moments with Miranda And, yeah, so we have Spiritually Strong by Antoinette Latrice. We have Relux Hair Studio by Ronetta Tripp. And we have the all-around American black woman, Miranda Chanel. So thank you, guys. I love you guys for all of your business. And, yeah, subscribe to their channels, um, like their pages, and patronize their products. Love you guys.